you are Petros, and upon this Petra I will build my ecclesia. Or you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I'd like to talk about in this homily how it is through the life of the church that we are sanctified, but that perhaps sanctification doesn't look exactly like the way we might perceive it. There's this idea that is floating around in the culture today that God simply wants us to be more of ourselves. If we are fully ourselves, then we are fully holy. Yes, that is true in one sense, but it can be very misleading and false in the other. You are Petros, and upon this Petra I will build my ecclesia. If there's anyone who would have looked at Peter's life, Simon's life, from the outside, a biographer, for instance, he only documented Simon, and he saw that someone called him that, they would think they'd be joking. Because there's nothing Petros about Peter. There's nothing that's like a rock about Peter. A rock is stable. It doesn't move. It's firm, it's reliable. Peter is most unstable, erratic, impetuous of the disciples. So whenever Jesus names Simon Peter, and in that way gives him the role of Pope, but also sanctifies him in a certain manner, he calls him to something that he's kind of fundamentally not. He calls him to a level of holiness that's not really himself fully actualized. If, P, if Simon was fully actualized, he might just be a really energetic, crazy person. <laughs> but he isn't. And the way in which Jesus calls, says, you are Petros, and upon this Petra, I will build my ecclesia. Ecclesia, that word means the assembly that's called out to call out from. And throughout the life of Peter, there are at least seven times that I'll mention briefly and allude to in the life of the church for us, that Jesus has called out Peter. He has called him out so that he may be sanctified. The first of these ways we know is whenever Jesus calls Peter out from the role of a fisherman. That he and as a um, little like, way to lens to view Jesus calling Peter out, is that Jesus is calling us out of darkness, the New Testament says, into his most wonderful light. So Jesus is always calling Peter out of a darkness. Jesus is calling Peter out of the darkness of the ordinary life in which he does not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. He calls him to repentance, and in this mysterious life, Jesus says, I will make you fishers of men. But what is Jesus doing in that moment? He's fishing a man. He's fishing Peter. He calls Peter to share in his life. The mysterious, and Peter leaves his net and he follows him, there's no real outward change in Peter yet, except for his circumstance. And we see this most clearly in the life of baptism. 
that Jesus incorporates us into his life. He gives us all of the theological virtues. He gives us sanctifying grace. But maybe at the moment, there's not a real visible change. But that decision to follow Jesus was not enough for Peter to be made fully Peter, to be made fully holy in that moment. Jesus calls Peter out six more times, at least. The second time, we heard in the gospel just a few weeks ago, and we call it seven times, so it's really, I guess, like six and a half, because in this moment, Jesus doesn't call Peter, except in giving Peter the courage so that Peter can call out Jesus. And this is whenever Peter walks on the water. Lord, if it is you, bid me come out onto the waters. In this way, Jesus stirs up faith within Peter's heart in what kind of circumstance? In a senseless, suffering circumstance. If you remember just a few weeks ago, you might be wondering, what is Peter and the disciples doing on the boat? And the answer is, Jesus put them on the boat. Jesus put them out there on the boat simply to suffer. Why? Because at the end of it, they recognized their own powerlessness and that this was the Lord who had saved them from the water. How does Jesus call us out as he calls Peter? He calls us out not only through baptism, but by putting us in moments of seemingly senseless suffering so that we can recognize our powerlessness and walk out to him and recognize he is the Lord. The third we just heard in the gospel, that Jesus calls Peter out and gives him a new name and a new role because Peter exercises faith. And this is fundamental. And this is actually where it seems like Jesus calling out Peter goes a little bit downhill. It's nice that Jesus calls Peter out of his life as a fisherman. It's nice that Jesus saves Peter from the, uh, from the dangerous waters. And then it's nice that whenever Peter exercises faith, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, that Jesus gives Peter this new role. But the next several times that Jesus calls out Peter, it's not pretty. And so Jesus calls out Peter once Peter exercises faith. He gives him a new role, but then Peter's purification starts. First, his purification starts right after this, whenever Jesus calls Peter out for saying that he thinks not as God does, but as human beings do. When Peter says, oh no, Lord, God forbid that you go to the cross. And Peter calls him out using the unflattering term, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. In this moment, what Jesus has done is he's called Peter out from the way that the world thinks. He's lifted his mind. He says, I don't want you to think as the world thinks. I want you to think as God thinks. I want you to lift your mind into the heavens. And in this way, the church acts upon us. He says, as the world thinks with the changing times, going back and forth, 
we can always have our minds purified and lifted up by the timelessness of the gospel that is interpreted through the current magisterium. That in this way, the Lord lifts our minds from the earth into the heavens so that we do not think as human beings do, but as God does. And then the next way, or the fifth way, in which Jesus calls out Peter, is that his Eucharist? Is that his Eucharist? Jesus calls Peter's pride out. Whenever at the Eucharist, Jesus is going to give his body and his blood, he has just instituted his first priest, and Peter says, Lord, though they may fall, I will remain with you always. And to that, Jesus calls out his pride and says, you will deny me three times before the cock is crowed. Now, in this way, the church continually calls us out as we, like Peter, exercise faith. We have decided that we will follow Christ. Christ has maybe situated us in a certain role, whether that's in the family or in another sacrament of service, such as holy orders, that we can think that we're done. But continuously, Jesus is trying to purify Peter. And this way embarrasses him within the context of the family of the disciples. I could not imagine how embarrassing it would be to be called out in that moment by Jesus in front of those other disciples. But regardless, Jesus reads his heart and calls him out in real time, whenever real decisions have to be made about who will remain with Jesus through his passion. And Jesus does this in our life through the grind of family life and also through the examination of conscience. And in the example of the Eucharist given to us, that if we are in a state of mortal sin, that the church calls us out. It says we are not able to receive at this moment for our own holiness, as Jesus calls Peter out for the sake of his. The second to last point in which Jesus calls out Peter is with James and John whenever they fall asleep in the garden. Falling asleep in the garden, Jesus shows that he wants to call Peter out from his own sloth into his own prayer. Jesus calls Peter out of his own laziness and his fatigue so that he can share in Jesus' prayer. God is constantly calling us, the Catechism says, to join into the gift of prayer that he shares with us, to join into his divine life. Even if it means the uncomfortability of the agony in the garden and the suffering that entails, Jesus still beckons us, saying, could you not spend one hour with me? But then after, Jesus, after Peter's failings, because Jesus continues to purify him, it's not as if Jesus continually cuts Peter down, but the last thing that Jesus does with Peter is that he calls love out of Peter. He calls love out of Peter. If you remember, after Jesus is risen from the dead, there they are at the sea, and Jesus asks him, Peter, do you love me? 
And Peter doesn't lie. He says, yes, Lord, I love you. Tend my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Tend my sheep. In a way, Jesus uh, forgives Peter and restores him to the role that he is given. Restores him and encourages him to that role of Pope. That role of Father over the church. And so in that same way, Jesus continually forgives us who are in sacraments of service, restores us, encourages us into that role, relying upon his grace that will carry us through. And so if we are called out of darkness into his wonderful light and baptism to leave the ordinariness of our own life, called out by senseless suffering to trust him and to know that he is God, called out by the faith that we give him so that he gives us this role uh, to to bring him into the world, calls out our earthly way of thinking, and whenever we think in terms of the world instead of as God does, when he calls out our pride as he gives us his body in the Eucharist, when he calls us out of our own sloth so that we may share in his prayer, is when he calls love out of us. He desires to make us mourn to ourselves, yes, somewhat, but mostly more like him and to leave the old self behind.